Hi and welcome to the best thing you watch this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies, Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday, and today we are back with our podcast doing the normal schedule. We're going to talk about the best things we watched this week, whether that's new films, new TVs, old film, old TV, whatever is the best thing we watch, we're going to talk about it. And we're excited to talk about some of those titles in our podcast section, which is the extra specialness because we're both special in some way. Uh, or at least our mothers told us that once. Uh, I, I, <laughs> at I, some I assume point. At some point, yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing news. We've got a few interesting topics to talk about there. And what we're really excited uh, that's coming up. And there's quite a few big titles that are coming up. So mm. I think that will be fun. But first, Chris, Hello. how's your week been? Have you got a question for us this week? <laughs> oh, Oh, yes. You know what? Let me get a I'm question. I'm looking forward right. to these now. Yes. While, while I do that, um, yeah, my week has been good. Um, I went back to school this week after a, I mean, I've gotten my, my degree, but I went back to learn American Sign Language so that I can learn wow. actual to sign. So wait, let's see here. Is it? Hello, I think you see two now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so what, did, I, you um, just, did you swear at me? I, no, I did not swear <laughs> at you. I don't know. My kids who had taken sign language before, the first, like the first class, the teacher taught them all kinds of swear words. <laughs> so Brilliant. That's what I'm going to be asking. How do I say this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Anyway. Yeah, no, I just said, hi, my name is Chris and I'm learning to sign. Oh. So, oh, is that what the C was? Uh, no, that, yeah. C, C. H, H. R. I S, nice. And then I am learning to sign, Um, and then I could say, I like to watch movies. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. Love it. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's I just anyway, but it's it's a lot of work, and I'm also taking a deaf culture class. So that's it's just been a long time since I've been in school. I mean, it it yeah, it's been well quite a while. You probably told yourself the last time you finished, you're like, I'm done. I'm done with school now. Yeah, I really, well, at one point, like (laughs) when I was finishing up my degree, because I went back later in life. I mean, I was, Mm. I was 30, I think, or maybe 30, anyway, it was early 30s when I finished my degree, which Mm. for me, I mean, because life had taken over and everything, but no big deal, you know, Mm. Um, and I thought maybe I'll get a master's. And then it was just, I pushed that off a little bit and then it became like, I, I, I don't think I'm going to go back right now. And right. then it just became, you know what? No, I don't. Eh. But I don't want to do going, this. But yeah, you got your degree. I, I did get my degree. Yeah. And so having, um, but my wife started learning ASL last year um, or in the, in the fall. And I learned a little bit along with her, but it would be great to be able to communicate that way, uh, especially in noisy restaurants or anything else, you know, and then understanding <laughs> deaf culture and maybe yeah. even at some point using that, um, for either my channel or within a different gig or something like that. thinking the so, same thing. It would be amazing. Ever since Coda, really, um, I've just like, ah, oh, that is so inspiring. I really, I really want to learn. Yeah. You've inspired me, Chris. Maybe one day we'll have conversations uh, in sign. Sign, that would be yeah, outstanding. That'd be cool. Well, well and I, I would be very curious, too, because what I'm learning is American Sign Language. Right. And yeah. so and I would learn the UK version. 
Yeah. yeah, and it would be really cool to see what are the differences in certain words, um, mm. you know, because would you would you sign your theater with R-E versus E-R? Mm. And what would that like be? Color. It, yeah, or, exactly. Or car and automobile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or aluminium and... Yeah, yeah. Al- <laughs> Could, yes, which is the be, correct well, way to yeah. pronounce it. I, I mean, because for those of us that uh, that watched Top Gear when the original <laughs> three were on, that's yeah, yeah. that's how you pronounce it. So, car. okay, <laughs> car. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't like that question. Oh, here we go. Okay, here's my question: Have you ever had a weird Uber or Lyft experience? Mm, okay, so yeah, that's. I think if you live in the UK and you end up going to London at any one point and you take a cab, there's always a cabbie that has an interesting story to tell. Um, I think the first time, literally the first time I arrived in the UK, it was with my dad, mm. um, and we the person that was picking us up. So we had to catch a train and a tube and I think a cab, and I remember not understanding a word. Oh. The cabbie was saying he was speaking English, but I didn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> like I was, I was really concerned. I was like, like I, I feel like they speak in English, but I don't think it's English. Did I need to go to English class again to understand English? Uh, yeah. Was it? Did he have just one of those uh, thicker British accents? Yeah, or was no, he, he was, using I like think it was um, black British and. Uh, I think the first time I heard a black guy speak in English in a British accent blew my mind. Because bearing in mind, I spent 16 years growing up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And the only guys that I knew were like some, some of my best friends. Uh, Jerome, my best friend growing up, he is like he's properly black. Um, he would consider himself black and i only knew him from that sort of accent it was a mixture of afrikaans and zulu and had all these kind of mm. uh, accents much like you would get here in the uk so sure. my 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 first interaction with a uh, a black british guy uh, and it just got all right mate and i was just like what <laughs> my brain was just melting and then when it happened to be like a, a different other different cultures like of course that would happen that makes sense but you, your little world <laughs> and then you come into a much wider multicultural world and you're like oh okay there's more to my little universe so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well and to be able to then experience that and get to mm. get to grow and yeah oh goodness how about you have you had an interesting cab ride or uber I don't ride think, nothing that has been like really really weird or anything else i mean i've had i've been fortunate to have some really great uber and lyft rides um when i've done traveling and stuff you know and they're just sometimes people are, are very chatty and which is sometimes good if they're interesting you know that's the thing like i i don't want to just have a bunch of the small talk you know some people have told me about the city that I've hmm. been traveled to, you know, they'll ask, hey, have you ever been here? And I'm like, no, this is my first time. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, hey, this is a great restaurant if you're in this area or this place to go to. You know what I mean? If you have time, go see this, something <laughs> like that. And so that, that's kind of cool because it's, you know, a brief insider uh, view of things to hit up or, you know, to make sure that, you know, wow, this restaurant is really great. Um, you know, make sure you don't miss that if you can. So, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I do have one more story. <laughs> okay. I just remembered. Uh, I was 17, 17, going on 18, probably just 18. 
friend of mine that I made in sixth form college or around that area. We're living in Kent and the cinema that we need to go to because our local cinema is like it, it, it closes really early. It's an mm. old cinema that uh, you need to go to a big multiplex to a film that you want to go and see. And so we had to take a train um, and I had like a certain amount of money and I was like, because I, I was poor, I was a, as a young student, didn't have much money. Uh, so we went and watched the film. I cannot remember what the film was, but just as we were leaving, there was a the first showing of a film I really wanted to see and I didn't know it was coming out. And I was like, dude, let's go back in and watch this. And we we're like, oh, do we have enough money for it? And it's like, yes, 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 we just do. And that was The Long Kiss Goodnight with uh, Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. and it gives you an idea of how old I am. So that just came out to the cinemas, the first showing, and I absolutely loved it. It was great. It was funny. Assassin film. Gina Davis kicking ass with a knife and saying, chefs, do this. Uh, but when we came out, it was like half past one. It was a late showing. Mm. It was like, um, and the trains had stopped. So we had to catch a cab. Now, I think I had 20 pounds left and he had like 10, uh, 20 pounds left or something. And the next day was Mother's Day, if I remember correctly. So I had to save 10 pounds of that to get my mother a card and, you know, some flowers. Oh. So we split the cab money, but the cab was costing like 30 pounds or something. And we had 25 pounds to put towards the cab. Oh. So we literally said, we have this amount of money. Take us as close as you can get us. <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can I just say, he wasn't kind. He was <laughs> like the scent to the 25. Okay, get out. That was it. And we walked for like an hour to get back home. Uh, oh, my God. It, it was really late at night. Had a great time. Good memories. But I'll always forget. Um, I, I won't forget the, the unkind guy. There were two young men, 17 and 18, half past one at night if that was my own kids and i was a cab driver i was like you've given me 25 quid i'll just take you like the next mile up the road a couple of miles it'll be fine he he didn't have a a, a like next line up i think we were the last one he was going home i was just like yeah okay fine fine it, well that reminds me i took a cab uh me and some friends had gone to manhattan for an audio um convention and Flying home, we were getting, you know, going back to the airport, and so we took a cab. And I don't even think Uber or Lyft were a thing at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and it wouldn't have happened. This would not have happened in modern day, I think. But so we were in the cab, you know, and we're paying, and we're we don't have a lot of money either. I mean, we've, you know, the trip itself was expensive enough, and so just having, you know, a little bit of cash or whatever left. The cab driver deliberately drives past our terminal. And it's like, oh, sorry, I missed it. I got to go back around. And it's not a, it's not like a little U-turn. I mean, it's a, adds like seven or eight dollars to the thing. And we're like, you, dude, this is your job, and you knew it. You know <laughs> what I mean? You, and because you know, if you were in, in an Uber or something, you could just see everybody sees the map of where you're going. You know what I mean? And, and you don't pay if they drive past it. I mean, <laughs> so I had an Uber. Did he? Did you have to pay that extra? Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. That's, that's I would have not known. Yeah, it was, it was, ah, uh, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, but, if it was Uber, at least you could just put them like one star and saying, guy missed the turning and we had to pay the extra bit. It, that's one it, way that Uber is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had an Uber driver who did, um, he, he got lost 
because downtown oh had um, gotten all of this construction happening. I was in Salt Lake City at the time. And where my hotel was and where the normal directions took you, he couldn't go. And so he got a little bit turned around and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, sorry. I Well, okay, yeah. And it was like, I mean, it didn't charge me any extra, which was great. You know what I mean? Mm. It just, so that was, that was good. But it, yeah, anyway. Still, it's your time and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, so there you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, good question. Down yeah. memory lane. <laughs> uh, let us know in the comments below. Have you ever had a terrible or great experience on an, an Uber ride, a taxi ride? Because I'm sure that some people have had some very interesting uh, stories. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> did you see recently or recently last year, there was a, a guy in a cab that was coming from the airport in South Africa. Oh. Um, and this guy that was driving him was a professional something security guy and he could tell at his periphery that he was about to get hijacked and there's if you if you go and type in on youtube it'll be one of the first videos that comes up and he basically just it's a long speed chase of him with his own gun shooting out at the window at these other guys and he they basically like gets away and he was excellent like this guy is like real john wick it was amazing <laughs> go check it out <laughs> That sounds awesome. I was wow. Like, Dang. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I thought you were going to bring up that Joe Curie movie from, was it last year, where he was like an Uber driver who was also like a serial killer or something like that? Oh, no. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Spree, no, no. I think, is what it was called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, outstanding. All right. Well, should we dive in? Yeah, let's do this. All right. So, the first thing I think. Uh, I want to talk about, um, if you don't mind, Not is the Puppet Master, uh, which you did <laughs> review, right? I, I did, yes. Hunting the ultimate con man. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll talk spoilers because I think it's a story that's been out there. It's based on fact. Um, if you haven't seen it, I think you'll know some of it already, probably. Uh, well, at least if you're in the UK, I think. Um and by now, you can just go, okay, let, tell me about what's going on. So there's two episodes. Three episodes? Three episodes. Three episodes. Yeah. One's like really app. short in the middle, yeah. And yeah. it comes together about two hours long. And it's basically about this guy that says he is an MFI, MI5 agent. And people believe him, which is... I still just don't get... My mind can't get around that, Chris. Like, And for years, and it becomes Stockholm Syndrome with multiple partners, having kids yes. with them. Like, it just goes so dark. But I have to say, I think it was end of episode two where he's been locked up. And uh, my son is doing homework, but he's been caught up in this just absolute strangeness of the story. Yeah. And we both look at each other and go, oh, thank goodness. I wonder what the third episode is going to be about. <laughs> and then he's released. And I'm like, how is this nutter, this absolute loon out in the streets now? Uh, but so before I get into my story part of the review, what did you what did you think about this? I, I found the case intriguing. Um, I liked a lot of the information that provided because I didn't know anything about this. And like you, I'm like WTF all throughout it. Like how in the world are these people, how did they start out with like getting involved and then get so far down the road, you know, with um, 
with a relationship with him and involved in him. And so that he's able to just bleed money from them or their family and it not raise any type of like, is this, this seems a little weird now. You know what I mean? It's something like it. So my, my big issue, and we can discuss it more um, as we get into it, but my big issue was that they left so many questions unanswered right. for me that they, they, it, it became very speculative in who he was or how he was able to do it. And then never addressed any of that. It was, especially when they found that whole suitcase of like all these passports, all the, they don't go into the investigation of that. You could have totally dissected that, followed all those trails. Surely there was a whole story there. Well, and one of them is a Brazilian woman that they cannot find. Yeah. So what happened? To, like, this guy's walking on the streets. He's totally committed murder. Like, without a doubt, this guy's done things that. Uh, yeah. And I know, I understand that from a police perspective on certain things, like the mom who is still with him, uh, you know, the mom of the kids, that that's how the, the thing opens up. That Okay. That makes sense because she is a willing participant. She is an adult. She has made her decision as as crazy of a decision as it seems and maybe she's not um i mean maybe it is the stockholm syndrome has kicked in and she's just you know she can't it's weird because anything. it was like a switch like suddenly she didn't want it your kids anymore yeah it's very bizarre yeah i mean i there's there's a big form of like brainwashing um type of thing going on within that um but but what are their police to do? I mean, if, you know, like an adult, if you come up to an adult and say, have you been kidnapped? No, I'm here, by. I want to be here. Yeah, but what about like the lock on the door? Well, and the inside one, of the house on the outside. Like, how well, is he not arrested for that? Well, and because did she, though, especially that one girl um, whose dad was like, I swear he might have been MI5 at one point, um, the farmer mm. who who tracked every, you know, everything, the, the ongoing investigation. But uh, like she he was, was locked in there. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I loved him. Yeah. But she was she was she was locked into that bathroom. Yeah. And but see, I don't think that she ever testified or did anything against him, you know, you know, brought any charges. So I think that <sighs> because I at that point. I believe that he had already been released. Mm. So it, it, I, you know, so many questions, but what, uh, okay. tell me. Okay. 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 So I had someone contact me in my comments who claims to know where he is at the moment. Um, and the sun newspaper down here also tracked him down now. So they know where he's staying. He also has the woman with him still. Um, oh. But he's away from the house. So I'm just going to see if this works. Okay. Hey, so I know you probably think that I'm like just lying or whatever. But no, God's honest truth. This came through my door last night. Hey, so. Okay, so basically it's. One of her neighbors has, from this lady, has stuck this newspaper clipping in of this guy and said he lives at number 11. Uh, and then she's put two and two together. And the neighbors are now realizing they've all had conversations with this guy who seems to be an absolute nice guy. Like mm. the, the everyday neighbor. And now this Netflix documentary has come through. And uh, they're all like, 
they're kind of freaking out because they know like some of them have had weird altercations with him and his responses whenever they ask him something like hey how's it go what do you do it's really diverting mm. uh, uh, and she lists like whole st- stuff that she's gone through with this guy even with her like trying to get her in a relationship with him um and when she, it seems like whenever there is a no he doesn't like that and is very controlling Mm. Um, so I say to this woman, yeah, delete your comments, uh, and I'll just show like this this clipping, which doesn't give any details away of you. Um, I think for for the moment, it seems like he's changed his tune, and uh, he's doing like he's doing something like uh, he's into the dog trading business now. So like yeah. show dogs, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they touched on that, yeah. Yeah, so he's that's where he's making his money. Uh, also, it might be legally with like uh, breeding those dogs. As I think they touched on that as well. Yeah, in mm-hmm. yeah. But this guy is living free, still about. We know exactly where he is. Uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of a interesting segue into how suddenly a YouTuber reviewer suddenly gets put in contact with something pretty real. <laughs> That's outstanding. Well, maybe the sun will contact you. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's, I mean, it's, it, now see, this is, this is one that I want to follow up on. Like mm-hmm. I want, I want a new documentary and I really want, I mean, I want more depth to it and more teeth to it. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've set the stage in this, you know, in this first portion of it, but there's not much more after that other than a lot of questions for me who's watching. So mm. now I would I really would like them to dive into it and you know and follow this up. And then there's like a massive story up. there. <clears throat> like surely if you hired a detective with a crew, you could find the guy, you could find out what's going on. You could have a really interesting story, actually get someone to track down those leads and his past. You know, yeah. why didn't MI5 arrest him for being a false agent? There's like, there's huge, yeah. like that's that's impersonating an MI5 agent. Is a, is a pretty sure that gets you arrested and sent to jail for a few years. You would think so, <laughs> like right? When you impersonate a police officer, that's jailable. So MI5 yeah. should be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Espe- especially when you use that as your impetus to begin relationships or um, get money from people. Yeah, my mind is like he's taken hundreds of thousands of pounds from people. I don't get how he's not in jail because he's so brainwashed them that none of them are pressing charges. So the police have no, there's no case for them. Yeah, well, and if you, if, if somebody willingly gives you money and there's no, like I even think about the, you know, the daughter and the, um, the older guy or her dad and just the incessant phone calls that came and it just drove the mom nuts I mean, it was yeah. making her unhealthy and so it, it they paid just to stop i mean that while that is harassment absolutely and it's probably even some form of extortion or blackmail or anything else it um it, they gave it willingly you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't think there's any um there was any proof uh that that could be given to the police you know what i mean like they're like they're being threatened by this guy to give it or anything else. I mean, it just, he's, he's coercive and he says, yes, please give it to me. And that, yeah, I don't know. Very (laughs) bizarre case. Very, very odd. People are weird. I don't like the fact that 
Earth has that sort of pe- person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's. Whew. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so what was one of the best things you watched this week? Well, I have a very big retro uh, week. I was doing more work um, in the garage, and so I had some um, some movies playing. So you know, the first one I think. Well, let's see how many I I could talk about a lot of them, but I'll, I'll just put. Um, have you ever seen the Kevin James movie? Here comes the boom. Um, he's a re- he's a wrestler. Yeah, 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 like MMA. Yes, yeah. He's I, a biology yeah. teacher. It's mm. got uh, Henry Winkler in it, uh, mm. Selma Hayek. It's it's basically a remake of uh, Never Back Down. Well, maybe I was thinking Warrior with uh, Tom Hardy oh, okay. and Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Um. But but and as phenomenal as that movie is, and as emotional it is as that one is, that's not as a rewatchable movie for me. I mean, it because it's just so emotional that like. So uh, Warrior, I will watch it every once in a while. Mm. Uh, Here comes the boom because it's very funny and it's very just uh, inspirational. Mm. You know, I will watch it a lot. And so I just, I found myself, I was like, I'm looking for something that just feels good, you know. And the dynamic between Kevin James and Henry Winkler is so great. And then they bring in, and I don't know the actor's name, but he's the trainer. He He's the... He's a um, he's an MMA fighter who works at a, at a gym. He also trains MMA, but he he's trying to get his U.S. citizenship, and so he's part of the class. So he helps train. Yes, yes. Yeah, Bass Bass Rutten. Okay, well, and he just—I mean—he's so funny and just um, like innocent in one way, and I don't know. The, I loved the humor in it because it's just—it's kind of this uh, very. Well, for the most part, it's a very family-friendly uh, movie also. Just, you know what I mean? Even though you have, um, I guess, some adult themes that they deal with and stuff. But it's just the the dynamic, the relationships, the, the Kevin James being the unlikely hero within mm. this. And, you know, even a reluctant hero at the beginning because he doesn't want to help out. He's very like, um, very, in, what's in it for him? You know, and by the end... He he feels compelled, obligated, but not obligated um, out of something that he doesn't want to do. He feels a sense of uh, of ownership and desire to you know I'm going to win this. You know he goes into the the whole fight. I just need to lose. How much do I get to lose? Okay, yes, I can do that. You know, and um, I mean the music in it too is so good. I love you know he uses the here comes the boom from. Um, Oh, Pooh, there uh, there's South Southern California band, and I can't even POD, and oh, nice. um, <clears throat> and then when you know he's at a he's at another match. I like, can hear the song now, actually. Boom! Yeah, yeah. Here comes the boom. yeah, and yeah. Uh, somebody else uses that song, and so he can't do it, and so Henry Winkler's like, oh, yes. I got it, I've got it, you know, and they <laughs> right, do. So I um, remember that. Yeah. Uh, Holly, holy from Neil Diamond, yeah. <laughs> and it starts out, and it's like, what is this? But then at the this? very end of the movie, you have the 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 kids orchestra the the student orchestra and this this girl just belting it out and it becomes so powerful of a mm. song you know where you didn't think that uh, wow this is this is not a really great anthem to up people but it does and i mean just like whoa so 
Yeah, lots of fun. Really rewatchable. Um, you know, it. Do you remember seeing it? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Uh, just looking at pictures, and it, it totally reminds me. Baz Rutten is actually a world um, renowned WWE MMA, w, MMA fighter. So he actually is the real thing. He was also in Paul Burton's Mall Cup. So they've, they've been oh, in the film together before. Okay. Which probably, I guess, sometimes it's the connections you have. Yeah. Uh, I've got a soft spot for Kevin James, actually. I know yeah. a lot of his films aren't great. Um, there's I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, Chuck I think that's Larry. awful. I, I haven't seen that. No. Yeah, okay. I just I would suggest no one ever watch that. Um, and the true memoirs of the international assassin, like a Netflix film. Oh, that that one was supposed to be good, and it was just poo. It, it, I was just like, yeah. Mm. But Grown Ups, I find quite funny. <laughs> uh, yes. There are moments in that that crack me up. Even Grown Ups too. There, there are bits in that. Um, but his YouTube channel, Sound Guy with <laughs> so Sound funny. Guy, and he's. Yeah, he puts himself and he reacts to all the great moments, but it just works so well. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and they, he's just been doing better things like that. Yeah. So uh, he did a Netflix series as well that wasn't great. Uh, oh, that was the, the car racing yeah, thing. Where, awesome. Yeah, I watched like part yeah. of one episode and I was like, I can't do it. But he is coming yeah. out in a new movie on Netflix, which I think could be good. Uh, what uh, is it? It's a series, though, isn't it? Yeah, Home Team. Oh, Oh, is it a series? I thought it was a movie. Okay. Either way, yeah. And that's uh, American football. I'm all in on that already. Like, American football, Kevin James, got to be good. Yeah. I I hope so, yeah. But don't forget about him and Hitch with Will Smith. Uh, Of course, yeah. I mean, come on, you know. (laughs) He's so good in that, yeah. Another great movie, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's next Um, on your list? I guess... I mean, <laughs> I've got quite a bit to talk about. So I guess Servant season three. Um, I haven't seen the whole season. I've seen okay. the first five episodes of okay. season three. Don't no tell spoilers. me anything beyond as, as episode one because Apple is still being very weird with me on their series. So I've <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, 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 w- I won't do that. All <laughs> I can say is we're really going into the storyline that we've wanted from the beginning where they've been okay. teasing us for the first two seasons about what the hell's going on. The first two seasons yeah. really don't tell you anything except that her, her family and her cult family are into some weird weird crap, man. And she seems to have an ability of some kind. Mm-hmm. They all seem to have a weird ability, but you have to do things in order to activate that ability or be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a a psychosis thing that goes on with her in the house. The family, if you've seen the episode one, have you seen episode one? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah. so they, they feel, it feels like they have a, um, they're safe now, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's a fake safeness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, like, oh, look, we've got our baby. Jericho's cute. And uh, is it Leanne? Yeah, Leanne yeah. is um, kind of, she's kind of losing the plot in this series but that's because she's expecting a war with her family and uh with in the five episodes you don't see much with the family you see some but they are certainly alluding to what's going to happen and Mm. that is where the creep factor comes in again and my gosh it's what i love about shyaman's use of the camera in this series particularly is less is more uh so you think you've seen something but 
probably haven't. But when something does happen, you're not expecting it, and it's not a jump scare, which is brilliant because I hate jump scares for <laughs> turn camera. Oh, it's behind you. Turn around. It's not behind you. Look back, and then it's behind you, and the music goes ding, and you're like, yeah. "Come on, that's just yeah, cheap. That's cheap. not actually scaring. You're just scaring me because you made the music loud." Uh, but this is all atmosphere. It's acting, uh, and the acting performances in this are so good. Uh, Rupert Grint, for me, he steals season three, steals it. I mean, he's been great, but flipping, flipping it, coming from Weasley to this it's like come on man this is great i love him in this show it, it mm. i didn't uh because we came late to the series and so i think the season one may have already finished when we started season two or it was just finished anyway i was like well, i first off i didn't know he was in it and then i was like dude you're mm. i like this turn that you're doing i mean everybody is great and it's very unsettling and you can tell mm. in this season i mean even in episode one how Leanne is really, I mean, yeah, she is on edge. You know what I mean? And she is just, I mean, she's paranoid, but we know that she's, she's paranoid for the right reasons. You know, it may not be coming out the right way and she may be coming across to everybody else who believes that everything is fine, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're overreacting. Um, But yeah, well, and her just, there was this one, this one scene where she's ironing and long shot. And in the mm-hmm. background, or maybe she was vacuuming. It doesn't really matter. She was doing something. And in the very back, you just see this door go, Poof, and nobody else was home. You know, it's like, <laughs> what did that? Where, where, where did that come from? <laughs> and, and, you know, um, you're talking about camera work. I loved, because Shyamalan directed uh, episode one, because he doesn't always direct them. You know, they they have some no. rotating directors, just like yeah. a lot of series. But in this one, <clears throat> when... They're getting ready to go to the Jersey Shore, and uh, Rupert Grant's character comes with his girlfriend, and the oh, what's her name? Um, the mom, the redhead. Um, oh, um, uh, Joanna. That's kind of maybe. Is it Joanna? Joanna Donna. She starts singing, and and the camera is focused on her and it's just her voice just her face you know singing the song and you're like what in the world is going on why did you just randomly break out in song and because we're uh, also dorothy. watching dorothy thank you yeah. <clears throat> while we're watching from leanne's perspective mm. and so because oh, she's on the phone yeah <clears throat> yeah and she she we watch her well no this is even before they go this is that uh, where they're singing, where they go, you know, and um, the 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 Rupert Grant and, um, and Dorothy, those characters, they spin around the camera. And so mm-hmm. we're watching them both sing, but they're singing at Leanne, who is the camera. And mm-hmm. it just it was a great shot choice because you have this person who has been set up now as um, disturbed or mm. paranoid for something, you know what I mean? And she doesn't know necessarily what's going on. And we're not sure if what she's seeing is truly accurate or not. Mm. And so I like how, like, you just see Dorothy break out in song. And you're like, is this a moment? Is this really happening? Is it not? And then, you know, Rupert Grant's character is like, forgive me. I've got to do that. And just breaks right in this song too. <laughs> and it just, it was I mean, the way that they circled around the camera and everything, I mean, really, it brought me in to that 
into that scene, you know, where you, I'm not an observer anymore. I'm actually, I am a participant, mm. whether I want to be or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. clears throat> Why is nobody concerned with the fact that nobody understands what's happening in the basement? Because, like, even people from from the government, like water parks or electricians or, or, or carpenters, you know, sorry, we don't know what this mud is. And then the next person, yeah, now you're going to have to speak to this guy because uh, he will come and deal with Yeah, this comes back way to, like, uh, it's got something to do with the ground and maybe you need to consult a geologist. And you like, <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, a sinkhole opens up and the whole block disappears. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? It's like you would think somebody do something. <laughs> yeah, somebody really needs to be a little bit more concerned. Oh goodness, yeah. It's it's a good series. I love I love the series and I love how unsettling, but mm. quietly unsettling. I think it's very underrated. Is. Actually, it seems to have fallen along the wayside for like it has a like a core demographic, mm-hmm. but there does seem to be a lot of people that just, I don't know whether because I didn't like some of Shyamalan's um, films that they're not going, I don't want to watch a series or people don't have Apple. Cause I know Apple doesn't have a huge audience, mm-hmm. but it's a shame because this is one of those that I think lots of people would really enjoy in a very, this is so creepy. I'm going to need to watch something else tonight. <laughs> uh, Cause it has that tone, right? That, that air really of yeah. what's happening. Well, yeah, and that's what I, I think I like, just the whole atmosphere, that it's not it's not a scary, like, horror atmosphere, but it's just, it's unsettling. It you is, know what I mean? Yeah. You know something's off, but you don't quite know what that is, and it just, <laughs> it carries through the whole way, and, and it helps that all of our characters are so eccentric in their own little ways, mm. you know, and they're, own, they're all caught up in their own internal bubbles yeah they really are they live almost live in their world within this tiny world (laughs) yeah and they bump off of each other and they they have interactions but it's i mean if you look at some of the conversations that happen it's like toby kebble's character he's he's speaking to rupert grant's character but he's but they're not actually having the conversation you know what I mean? Like one is saying this thing and you, they should be reacting and actually giving and taking within the conversation. But he's <laughs> saying all of his stuff. Rupert Grant is saying all of his stuff. And they're so like obsessed with each other or what each other's or with their own perspective, maybe that they're not listening. It's very. I love how it's done. I mean, that's the chef. A- <laughs> I mean, I kind of understand the chef. He goes into his own world because he has that food thing, right? Sure. And so that's yeah. his world. And sometimes you get caught up in the wake of his food thing. And then his wife is like, she was a reporter or kind of is. She kind of wants to make friends with her block living that life that isn't really quite realistic where she is currently. Uh, but then she has the baby who she's obsessed with, who isn't really her baby, but somehow has become their baby. <laughs> and then all the mothers are like, oh. We didn't realize, and she's playing playing house in her world. Yeah, yeah, you have Leanne, who is definitely living in her own world and, and in fear from her family, but wants her own family, and and basically these this couple uh, have become the, her surrogate parents, the, the the family that she wishes they were once was, and then she ha- makes eyes at the brother who has his own issues. Um as a druggie of some sort so he he has addiction issues 
like mm-hmm. every substance, whatever it is, whether it's person, you know, whether it's the money, tablets, yeah, money, yeah, yeah. yeah he, mm-hmm. he has addiction issues. Um, so it, you take all of that and you mix, put that in the mix, and then you add Shilaman's, like, okay, now I'm going to make you think, is it or isn't it? Yeah. It's great. So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. That's a great choice. Yes. I'm looking so forward to more of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes and see if it lives up to your expectations. Yeah. What's next on your uh, your retro list then? Twenty One Jump Street with um, <laughs> Jonah Hill and uh, oh, the movie, Sh- not the Channing series. Tatum, okay. not the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, that would be a real trip. I'll have to. That, I'll have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I, it's been forever since I saw that movie. I didn't even. I mean, I remember Dave Franco being in it, but I didn't remember Brie Larson being in this <laughs> i don't know. remember her in that yeah no and she's actually one of the major characters i mean of, of one of the storylines within there you know it just this movie shouldn't work um you know i you're, really you're thought taking, it was going to be crap to be honest and i really thought i was it was going to be too tongue-in-cheek and i wasn't going to like it that well and that's what exactly 100 percent that this is going to be stupid you're rehashing a tv show that in my head I loved the TV show. I don't know if it holds up. Like, if I were to rewatch it, mm. could I rewatch it? You know what I mean? Like, or is it just something it's one that's I would better? go back to? Yeah, yeah. You know, and but and I'm not even even when this came out, I was not a big Jonah Hill fan at all. And so it was that was even less of a turn on of like I'm still oh, not okay. a big Jonah Hill fan. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't gravitate, but I like some of his his recent performances. I've I've really enjoyed, and so I think he's. When I saw him in Moneyball, I think that's when it really changed it's for like, me. Oh wow, he can act when he's doing yeah. serious content. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, you're really good when you do this, and when you bring it, when you tone it down and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it gave me a new appreciation, even while watching Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, you can see some of those nuances that he brings within it, even though he's being silly. Um, I mean, the whole movie is blown way out of proportion, which for sure it yeah. needs to. You know that absurdity has to it has to be there to to work. But it um it yeah it shouldn't work as a whole. It should have been just a terrible reboot of a a TV series made into a movie. And mm. yet, I laughed a ton. The action works. The camaraderie and the timing between uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, I think, is really good. Like they they build this bond on the screen that makes me believe. You know, as we go on this emotional journey with them, like I get invested in that. And especially, you know, you they're Channing Tatum is you know the bully and just the the <laughs> jock to and jerk to. Um, to Jonah Hill in high school. And then we get to see the, you know, the, the tables turn and then just that friendship become, uh, you know, become solidified. And then even still, once they go back to high school, you know, undercover, all of these issues bubble up. And I love just the reversal of roles and how even, you know, being, being, uh, socially minded and being, you know, not being a jerk is actually the cool thing to do now. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you, Anyway, it was fun. The cameos I thought were great. That's um, loads. You know, yeah, just and I love how they bring back the original cast. I mean, even um, I believe his name is Dustin. Like he's not actually in the movie, but he's towards the end. He there's a a um, one episode of Twenty One Jump Street, the show, playing on the TV in the background, and you see oh, yes. him. That's yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I remember that. You know, um, just... Weird choice in director as well. Literally, the director, Phil Lord, who directed the Lego movie before <laughs> <laughs> directed this next. Yes. You're like, what? Yes. And predominantly a producer, you know, has produced like 50 things like, and knows what he's doing and does voices. And you're like, let's get Phil Lord to do it. Like, All right. Cool. Yeah. But it worked. It did surprisingly, and it the the thing I think is like I'm not sure I would watch this you know multiple times a year, but I it's been a couple years since I've since I've seen this, um, or at least in its entirety. I mean, I've seen maybe some clips here and there, mm. and it made me laugh again. That was the thing that I, you know, that I was still able to enjoy it. And I mean, it is a casual watch. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was doing some other things in there, but I found myself stopping for large portions of it to just watch what was yeah. going on and being like, oh, that was good. Or, oh, that, that was really funny. Or, you know, some of these, and that's, that's incredibly ridiculous and absurd. And yet it works within Bay this. Watch <laughs> is the, the Baywatch movies in the same mm-hmm. vein as that. Did you watch it? You I haven't it watched list. it yet. No, I need to. It's on my list, though, to <laughs> to revisit. So, it, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I want, too. But see, that one, I can't, because I've never seen it. Yeah. I need to actually. I you need, need to watch to, it. Need to yeah, I need to watch it properly. And then, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, if you haven't, I know I've, next on my list will be to watch 22 Jump Street. Um, nice. But, and I remember, I think Ice Cube gets some more, uh, gets a larger role within that mm. one. Um, just because of how the story arc goes, and I love him in it, just because he's so crotchety. With he's exactly like an old uh, from those old eighties, like uh, Lethal Weapon captains. You know, y- y- you do something, he'll just chew just you out for like half an hour. Just goes off on it. Yeah, says inappropriate things that are racist and and wrong, and you know just that's mean. what those. Yeah. yeah, that's what those captains were, and they didn't do care. You remember, yeah, do you remember though? Um, so I married an axe murderer and Alan mm. Adam Arkin as um as the 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 police chief and how um oh gosh I can't remember his name now but how the the detective Mike Myers's friend is like dude I need captain I need you to be mean to me I need you to come <laughs> down on me you know because he's always so positive and that that one point you know he he yells at him and he goes was that too harsh no no it was <laughs> Like, that's just, exactly what I needed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's right. It was like, come on, be a captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love how it breaks out of that mold and yeah, takes us. Yeah, not exactly. Not, yeah, breaks. Yeah, Ice Cube is great. Is that? Yeah, wonderful. So, all right, what's next on your list? Um. Okay, so we had the second season of Dota Dragon's Blood drop uh, this week. Now. I encountered a couple of issues which wouldn't have been an issue had this come out before Arcane. But now Arcane oh. has raised the bar so high that everything I judge now, like in animation, I'm like, uh, you're good, but you're not Arcane good. Mm. <laughs> Putting that aside, it's exactly like season one. Uh, it doesn't skimp on the gore. Which okay. I'm glad it didn't like kiddify it. It's still like an uh, a late teen um, series. 
and it sticks to the law, opens up more of the characters. The middle section of the new batch of episodes is very much character building. Good. And uh, and then at the end, you have massive battle sequences with dragons, and you have that score nice. that kicks in. It's a really eclectic score as well, uh, from like synth to orchestra, which I really appreciated, really kind of delving out the voice work again all those actors are back and they're veterans at mm. what they do uh like you you'll be like i recognize that voice because you've heard them so many times because they're they know what they're doing yeah um, so yeah i was I, I very much enjoyed it i was like this is exactly what i wanted it hasn't gotten worse um i would say i would say the story is better because they spend time on the characters which is great uh and uh apparently they've already done like the batch for the next batch mm. uh, which I guess we're getting a third so whether it goes past that I don't know but okay. um, definitely building on that arc of and yeah it, it's such a big thing to do f- from a, a I guess an audience perspective that has a worldwide base already so you got people from the game that love it already and millions yeah. of people mm-hmm. and then you've got a, a new fresh audience but also people that love anime and so you've got to appease both crowds and i think somehow they've managed to do that because most of the comments i i get in my reviews for this series in particular are really positive oh, which good. is a very weird place to be because generally you're you're gonna get like split down the middle of mm-hmm. nah this is it's not what I was expecting. I love it this much, and because and everybody's opinions are valid. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you come across something that like eighty percent, maybe high eighty five percent of everybody's just loving it, they've done something right. Yeah. You know, but so yeah, I think if you were like, oh yeah, I forgot. I need a good animation to watch, and you've seen the first season of this, definitely stick it on. Well, it's good. I didn't get a chance to watch it this week, but I am happy. I remember. I remember. Like I enjoyed the first season, but I didn't feel like I knew enough about everything, Mm. you know, that it was, that it was kind of just, it was maybe a little too quick in some of the storytelling, you know? And so it's good to hear that they went back and they've, they've solidified maybe some more of the characters and the stories and everything, because I, I mean, I had fun, you know, you have fun with it, Mm. but for longevity's sake, I want to be invested in the characters and Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. Well, hopefully now, though, because that was, gosh, was that like early 2021 when when book one came out? So hopefully if they've already finished or they're really close to finishing the third part, that they'll get that to us in a faster succession. I'm pretty sure it'll be this year. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, that'll be outstanding. Right Mm -hmm. on. Cool. So what's, what's next on your list? Do you have anything more? Um. Yeah, we'll talk about one. Um, I, I mean, I have several, but one. Um, I really enjoyed Munich, The Edge of War. This, um, okay. yeah. the, the, you know, based on a novel, um, but it still brings in some historical, um, like it uses historical truth as a backbone and then, you know, builds out drama and intrigue from this. Um, did you get a chance to see it? No, I didn't get to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's the the acting is really really great. Um, you have three three main actors with um, Jeremy Irons, George McKay, and um, Giannis Newhoner. I, mm. I'm I'm certain some of that those I'm names are tricky. His back yeah, name. yeah, mm. his last name there. But um, it, it's basically it's right before World War II happens. Hitler is moving around, um, threatening to invade Czechoslovakia. A document is um, 
is found that could um, that shows his true intentions. And so you have on the UK side and the French side, the Allied side, basically, they're trying to prevent the invasion of Czechoslovakia. They're trying to prevent war. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the Germans who have like these, um, it's kind of a resistance fighter type of thing, but very covert, um, who works within the government trying to either, they want to be able to take Hitler down um, through some legal means, or if they can't do that, then they're going to use this this information that they've uncovered to get it to the allies to help them, you know, not sign a peace treaty because it's going to do, you know, whatever. Um, the, the score is, uh, it really helps build up this anxiety because okay. it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a large score for a lot of it. I mean, the things that, the times that I was thinking of, I'm sure there's some, there's more orchestral that, I, that, that my brain just there are that I don't remember, but my brain was registering, but mm. there's also like some, just some drum beats that almost like you can just feel it slowly building. And so this is a very dialogue driven movie. I mean, it's not big in action or anything else. And so there would be a sequence of one guy walking and one guy trying to follow him um, so that they can get to the same place. And they both don't want to be followed or, you know, seen that they were doing. I mean, you know, it's doing they're doing it covertly and you just feel this this anxiety or when a conversation is happening between George McKay and um Jeremy Irons, who Jeremy Irons is playing the British Prime Minister Chamberlain, and George McKay is just one of his secretaries. Um, the conversation that happens within that, it becomes like you just, I, I found myself, I was just being sucked in to it because the words and the meanings are just raising the stakes, mm. you know, and. Um, Did you say so it was I, English? It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's some German spoken within there, but it's not, um, I mean, it's an English movie. So the majority of it is in, in English. Um, the, I had mentioned in my review that we've, we get to see Hitler in this Mm. and there is, um, there've been a couple of movies where we see Hitler. I mean, you have Jojo Rabbit where Taika Waititi is Hitler and that's, that's a ridiculous, uh, you know, fantastical type of issue, which done exactly for what it's supposed to do there's um downfall that movie you know specifically about hitler yeah yeah, which i don't like that movie because it makes me feel sympathetic towards Mm. this this terrible terrible person um and that's very confusing for me you know what i mean but it speaks like him exactly but speaks to the power of that story and the actor Mm. who did that but this one the guy who played hitler was terrifying uh-huh. Because you see in his eyes that there is this, um, that he's, that he's unhinged, hmm. that he is, and he understands his power that he holds and that he could end anybody with just a, a nod or a quick little mention, you know? And hmm. so that, that, oh, he'll ask a question of somebody and then the, the response, uh, because they're like, they understand their situation and their predicament of how do I answer this guy, you know, but you see and the, the intensity in the eyes and it just, it's, it's a very freaky moment. Um, but you can imagine it being somewhat real, you know mm. what I mean? Like you, especially now us being removed and knowing 
fully who he was and what he did and how he led. Yeah. To see it in these earlier days. Um, you know, some people had in my comments, at least they were, you know, because I guess there was a, um, there was a black guy within, um, the Chamberlain's, um, cabinet. There is a, um, I think she's, um, Indian, um, Mm -hmm. like secretary within the, the secretary pool. They're like, well, that's just so, that's so historically inaccurate. And I just, I want to bang my head against the wall because it's like, while this is using history as a backbone, this is also based on a novel. It's not a documentary or or, or film that was captured right there and then. Yeah. And then get over yourself. Who cares if there was a, if there's a black person within the cabinet and that maybe, okay. So Chamberlain didn't have any black staff or black people in the, who cares? Like that is not, they're not rewriting history. You know what I mean? And And we're also trying to get past their stop seeing color. Like seriously. Well, that's, you know, honestly, I just a human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't. I, when they said that, I didn't even remember because this this person must have been in uh, wasn't a major player at all, like as mm. as one of the major characters. Oh, exactly. So I didn't, so it's not even a major character; it's just a side y- character in the background. Y- yeah. So I didn't thing. even like I I I couldn't remember who they were speaking of, right? Because if they weren't if they weren't one of the major players within this, everybody mm. else fell to the background. Because it was really you—you you were focusing on just a couple of key pa- players and a couple of interactions within that. So it's just that it—it it bothered me that that it bothered people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like from that, I'm like you—you—that that's what you're getting hung up on there. I—I I feel sad. I mean, that's <laughs> that's depressing and and sad because it it you shouldn't get hung up on the person's skin color. Or their, you know, their nationality or whatever within within this movie that is telling a story. Mm. You, you, it shouldn't be an issue, but it is still apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and well, that sounds interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to put that on my list. See if I can yeah. get time to watch it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a little long. It's a little over two hours. Um, mm. But it wasn't it wasn't really boring. It. I mean, it wasn't boring. Not. In, let me yeah, solidify you that. You say it's, you say dialogue heavy, and you say it doesn't have a lot of action, but it's a World War piece that that takes my will I fall asleep watching this film box. No, and that's that's a legitimate concern, mine too, because it's a political, dramatic thriller, historical yeah, exactly. dramatic thriller. Like, you know, they cannot I mean? sell I mean, me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like ooh, that. Oh, you know, three minutes in. <laughs> yeah, and it. It wasn't. There was some. Um, that just was so some, funny. Your snoring sounded like a fart. Sorry. I just thought I'd put that <laughs> well, it was like a throat fart, you know. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, no. If you do get a chance, I mean, I because it is quieter. I mean, yes, it, it does run that risk. I think maybe of becoming a little boring. But mm. for me, I was never bored because it kept ratcheting up the intensity. That mm. it just made it just more anxious it made me more anxious as the things went along because it became there's this ticking clock to mm. it you know that there's they have to stop hitler in with an agreement or whatever otherwise he's going to invade czechoslovakia you right. know and that's you know but there's relevance also, to what we're going through at the moment actually to be fair with russia yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. america 
Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. I just thought I'd do a nice, happy comparison there, people. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a yes. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right on. Anything else on your list? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think people would be like, uh, Ruben's obviously going to talk about Ozark. And my response to that is, if you you haven't seen Ozark, change it. Change that now. (laughs) It's, It's probably the second best series third best series that um netflix has ever made dark being number two and uh i'm sorry wait a minute excuse me excuse me excuse me (laughs) uh no you you are entitled to your opinion and you're entitled to be wrong but um (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) what were you gonna say dark is number five <laughs> no, no. Okay, so what would what's your number one then? I'm sorry, I interrupted. That was rude of me. Um, what what the the, the best thing that Netflix has ever created is what I'm going to talk about now. It's called the Royal Treatment, and uh, oh. it came out this Friday. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the Royal Treatment. Now, if you've had Netflix for for any amount of time, you will know they have a cornucopia, an array of really, really cheesy, crappy uh, rom-coms, especially when it comes to the royalty side of things. So they have all these princess ones, these princess mm-hmm. ones, Prince at Christmas, Princess at Christmas, and somehow someone meets someone and their paths cross and, and love ensues. Okay. So that was my thoughts going into this film, the royal treatment. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't even know why I'm. St- I don't even know why I'm sticking it on. And bearing in mind my my mood going into this, I was already grumpy. Uh, I didn't want to watch it. Uh, this, I have a, an Excel spreadsheet of things I need to cover, things that are coming out. I checked. Uh, to my shame, I, I check on what's popular. And so I saw the trailer and I thought, oh my gosh, it's got 5 million views. This could give me a few views. I will go and start watching this. The first 10 to 15 minutes of this film are like, it, it kills your soul, right? But half an hour into the film, I found myself laughing and giggling and going, what's happening? What is happening to me? Uh, am I dying? <laughs> did you get sucked into the trash? <laughs> I think I did. I honestly think I did because in no ways is this film good. It just isn't. Did I? You can argue with me, but I think there is a, let's say, cult following mm-hmm. of people who love um, uh, silly, trashy, cheesy films like this. And I think one of the reasons these films exist is to put you in a good mood when you're in a bad mood. Uh, and it did that. It changed my mood. I was laughing and smiling. I was just like, this is so cheesy. You know exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Absolutely, like 1,000%. You you call it. You could probably play a drinking game. This guy's going to say this next, and he does. Mm. It also tries to be all of the rom-coms. So we have a boy meets, sorry, we have a girl meets prince. Prince needs to step out on his own because his family is controlling his life because he's the prince. He wants his, you know, Aladdin storyline. We have girl who works. She's a little bit poor. She works at a uh, like a hairdressing salon, and her hairdressing salon is taken to 
Prince's fake place where they live place like Netflix likes to create these weird countries that are, yes. are named something and my mind immediately forgets uh, that sort of name country uh, and then she sees like poverty or something and she wants to fix that there is parents that are estranged or just don't understand what's actually going on in their in their in their lives there's these side characters that also have a side story that could be its own rom-com in itself it, it tries to take all of the rom-com boxes so like if you were to break it down you'd be like what is this film doing it's trying to do everything Uh, but at the same time it has really quirky over-the-top characters that you just you you can't help but love like the Mm. butler he could have been grumpy butler um and he starts out that way but he ends up being hilarious uh the 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 characters that are added on to like you have multiple hairdressers or Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to. I want to give them their proper names, but I, I forget what stylists. Yes, yeah, stylists. Thank you. Okay. You have multiple stylists that are interesting in themselves, and they they have a little bit of an arc. Uh, you have the prince is engaged to someone, and she has a bit of an arc, and it's like you, you're following all these stories. Eventually, it it is the the girl falls in love with the prince, and the prince has to decide whether he actually who's in love with, and bloody bloody blah. In the end. Th- they're on a horse and they love each other and it's cheesy uh but i thoroughly enjoyed it and then i was like wow okay cool so there you go okay so i have one question because i didn't i i I didn't get a chance to watch it actually i chose not to watch it in the evening (laughs) um but i watched the trailer my wife was like what do we have to watch and i was like well there's this uh this movie um, that came out today that I that I I probably should watch and review, and she's and your like, wife said no. She's like, uh, okay, what is it? And she's, I mean, she's really a good sport because she she sits through a lot of the crap that yeah. I watch, you know. Yeah. But um, we put on. I was like, well, let me see. I I only know the title of it. Um, when. I had seen portion of a trailer on YouTube, but I didn't even have the sound on, so I don't even know mm. what it, you know. So let me put on the trailer. And by the end of the trailer, I'm like, okay, so I have so many questions, and then no, <laughs> no. My I've got other things that I need to watch that I need to catch up on. No. Um yeah. so but I do have this one question from watching the trailer, and hopefully you can answer it. Hopefully they answer it in the movie. But the prince is not from the United States. Is that correct? I mean, he lives yeah. in his own country no, as not. the... Okay. Yeah. Why? What is the What is the justification for he's bringing... He's there as an ambassador on, on a trip. Um, and so he's getting married and um, he needs a haircut when he's going out. And uh, his butler calls the wrong name of hairdresser. Normally they go to this prestigious hairdressers and he... he and he ends up going, taking the prince to this Into place. the Bronx or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's okay. like so authentic and cool and real that he's, the butler suggests that they use these hairdressers, bring them over to their kingdom to style all of the, the girls um, because okay. their, their stylist has uh, caught something and it's not available. So it's like loose, right? They just they pull on all the threads and, and, and they get them okay. there. And, okay. and that's the reason why they're there. That, yeah, because that, that's my biggest question. I'm like, you have no stylists. I mean, royal stylists. You know what I mean? Yes, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. In your country. And there's even and, a, a storyline where um, these the stylists have to learn how to cut royally, right? Not oh, flamboyantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad that it put a smile on your face and that it was able to change your mood uh, for the better. Um, I'm also glad that I didn't watch it. Um. <laughs> uh, Mena, Mena uh, Masood, he plays Prince Thomas. He, okay. Do you recognize the name at all? I don't recognize the name. Okay. So he was um, Ali in Aladdin in the live action Oh, well, yeah. see, I didn't, I've never seen, other than Mulan, I've never seen any of the live actions. Of oh, Disney. wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, Probably a good choice, but yeah. It has been by <laughs> choice, yes, uh, by yeah. design. Um, but okay, um, okay. But I just wanted to give a shout out to this film because I know a lot of people just poo-poo immediately sure. when it's like a rom-com and they're like, oh, it's crap. And it's like, yeah, it kind of is, but it's also kind of enjoyable. You. you you have to be in the mood or the need for it. And gotcha. when the need or the mood arises, you can like switch off your brain. And I hate that term because then people are like, oh, that's a rubbish film. You can just enjoy it for what it is. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, and they're, they're, those certainly serve a purpose. I mean, there are, yeah. you know, and we all have we all have those guilty pleasure movies, too, that mm-hmm. that we know are bad that, yeah. you know, but yet they do something to us. And they do something to our mood where it either mm. elevates it and makes us feel great or it puts us into the mindset that we need to be in, whatever that is. I mean, mm. you know, so I yeah, mean, you he, don't. Here's two examples, both Netflix films the, the Royal Treatment and Brazen. We've had two of these. Okay, so Brazen's a different genre, but also had a romantic, big romantic edge to it. Yes. Uh, but that was bad, bad, and this was bad, good. And you. Mm. Well, and then you take in like take uh, just hearing from you know the the royal treatment taking in like all every every uh, cliche within a rom com you know and, and throwing it in there uh, take Love Hard which came out in um, mm. late twenty twenty one which basically steals from also every rom com you know yeah. popular rom com yeah, to make a story and that shouldn't work and yet it I, I love that movie yeah. yeah yeah so that movie was funny yeah yeah so it it. I get what you're saying. I mean, it, uh, and I don't disagree at all. I think that's, you know, these serve a purpose. And if you're in the right space or you need a, you need something to put you in a better space, this could be the one to do that, especially if you know that it, this is not highbrow. Uh, cinema yeah, that you're no, going exactly. Into. <laughs> I mean, I gave it two ratings. I said, for change of mood and t- of enjoyment for what it is, I gave it three and a half. But for an actual film, I gave it two and a bit. Like, so that gives you an idea. Like, it's not good, but... Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations. You have made it this far in the podcast. We are so glad that you're sticking around uh, for us for this. You've now reached the exclusive part of this where the people on YouTube, if they've watched it, they don't get to see this. So welcome to the club. We're glad that you're here. As always, yeah. you can tweet at us. Best we watched. Um, and let's just dive right in. Uh, some of the things, I have actually a handful of the things that I'm looking forward to next week, this coming mm. week. Ruben, I'm sure you do too, and there was probably be some overlap. But yeah, uh, sure. what uh, what tops your list? Or what's on your list, maybe? It, it, we don't have to read okay. them. <laughs> the reason why this tops my list is because I'm looking forward to hearing you rant about it. Because Kirsten and I didn't mind it. Uh, we, we're like, yeah, it's not great, <laughs> but it's it's Okay. But in from the cold, <laughs> I got some messages from you this week, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, oh. So just for that reason, I'm looking forward to it so we can finally talk about it. Yes, yes. I, I th- I'm looking forward to our discussion about mm-hmm. it. I think that'll be <laughs> yeah. it'll be fun. And it's not – It's my, my, my overall feeling of the 
of the series may not be totally reflected in my messages to you. And I'm going to leave it as vague as that. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. That's all. That's all good. Um, the house, no, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I'm not actually looking forward to it. I've finished episode two and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch the rest. I will review it and maybe do a comparison with the film because I say the film, but it's so similar and it's also so different. It's like, what are you? And it, and because it's not meant to be a comedy, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, um, I finished it. Okay. And I've watched the whole the whole series, and it is, um, yeah, it's one that I'm looking forward to discussing with you also, right? Um, the next week because it it wants it thinks it's kind of a dark comedy, hmm. um, and which I get because of her. Like I would have done it as that with her. She's formidable when it comes to dry comedy. Yeah, let me let me just. The for me, I'll leave it at this because I don't know when the embargo's up, but mm. um, the mystery works okay. Okay, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the rest then, and then uh, maybe it will open up, yeah. Because there was, I mean, even up until the last episode, I'm yelling at my TV, and my right. wife and I are like, just we're, we're having conversations as we're watching this, and um. <laughs> Okay, I can't say anymore. Okay, so anyway, yeah, we'll discuss. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming up early this week, we've got The Sinner season four. I don't know if that's on for the US, but I know it's in the UK. Um, and Snowpiercer new episodes, which I'm very much looking forward to. Are any of those on your list? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed The Sinner because I really like uh, Bill Pullman. Mm. within within the series that's basically Um, the reason yeah yeah it's i wasn't as thrilled with the last yeah season three for me was the worst i don't know if that's the same for you but they told us what happened at the beginning they changed the formula yeah and i was like don't i like the mystery like i want to figure it out i don't want to be shown what happened and then you show me the puzzle pieces that led up to that yeah when i think I think though too that season three was so much more about Bill Pullman's character. Mm. You know that we got. I think we got more. If I'm remembering correctly, we got more into him. Um, yeah. You know, and his family, and just all of that. Yeah. Uh, the first season is still for me right now oh. the strongest one. That was. I was but I do think that's because it. I mean Bill Pullman as well, but because of uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Her yeah. performance was so powerful. Oh my gosh! Yes. Mm. Yes. So good. So that, no, that's a great. So one. we'll see. Um, like it could, it could end up being an, you know another great season. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've never seen Snowpiercer. I, excuse oh, me. Oh, really? I've seen the movie. I loved right. the movie. Okay. Um, I think the series would surprise you. It really builds on the story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, and that was that was the one thing that was like because I enjoyed the movie so much. Mm. That's why I avoided checking yeah, out I mean, the series. But I mean, because, it's like my favorite, one of my favorite directors as well, Jung Jung. Yeah. I've got all the names now scrambled up in my no. head now. Zhang Boon Ho. Yes. 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 <clears throat> that... yes. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that confidently. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, 
Well, he's yeah, he's a phenomenal director, and I love that that story that they tell within. I mean, the, the movie is bonkers. Um, but it's such and, an interesting concept, you know, the world oh, ending, is. a thousand train carts having different civilizations, and you're rich and poor again. Yeah. In that, I love it. Well, in that journey that he takes going yeah. through each, oh, so good when he gets to the, the school, oh. the class, the guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But it's also heart-wrenching. Like there are moments oh, is, you're like, yeah. oh, crap, that's mm-hmm. because, oh, I know what you're eating now sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to them expanding that storyline. I think it's uh, going to be good. But the thing I am most looking forward to, I mean, there's a bunch of others. Uh, I feel like I'm always just promoting Netflix freely. They should pay me for advertising. Right. Um. Yeah, right. Uh, all of us are dead. Like, I'm really hoping it's going to be good. I really want this one to be good. This is on my mm. list as well. Mm. Um, th- from the 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 like, I don't even know if I've seen a, a full trailer for it. Mm. But some of I've the seen imagery bits and, and stuff, I was like, I don't. I, yeah. yeah, that's what I didn't want to see. But it feels like we've seen all of this before. Mm. And so that's what has me going into this with a hesitation. Like, mm. I want it to be good. I really hope it's good. But because it's, um, I mean, it's zombies at a school, students trapped. Um, <clears throat> the whole situation, it just feels very uh, been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, my guess is that, I'm well, my hope is that they will bring in some amazing relational aspects that yeah. really suck us into the characters. Yeah. Um, and maybe that will be enough to drive it if there's a lot of similarities to other things, mm. but yeah. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> Netflix are so enamored, I guess might be the wrong word for it, but are so, uh, the, the Korean content is so important for them is specifically mm-hmm. because of what Squid Game did that yeah. they've they've released a trailer of content specifically for Korean content that's coming out uh, on the Netflix platform and stuff that they've got coming. It's like this is all the K drama stuff that we've got coming, mm. and they've they've got like offices, they've got a team, they're like building up those relationships. So it's it's a big part of their platform, and pushing forward, they're trying to create like subscribers in because which is mostly not been a great place for them they haven't had huge numbers oh, okay. uh career uh, and uh so now they're pushing forward and they're making ways there in great partnerships so uh, it's going to get pretty saturated we're, we're getting sequels to series we're getting mm. loads of new originals i just hope that because for 90 percent of the the content we've had is it's been quality right it has been yeah mm. yeah it's um but there are also because we know that greed um, yeah. drives some decisions yes, that, yeah. that 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 sacrifices quality sometimes and that that is a that is a worry that we have a you know like you said an oversaturation um because we already see that with american made movies we have a proliferation of crap that mm. comes because the this country churns out so many movies that you know and so much content that it's not the percentage of good to to bad is it, it's changing, and I'm not always sure for the better. You know, yeah. I mean, there there is high quality content, and I'm not saying that there isn't. But when we've 
as the world gets smaller due to the streaming services and their their ability to bring us content from different cultures and um, you know all these countries, we we get to experience all kinds of different filmmaking and storytelling, and some of it's good. Some of it's not good. And some of it you can see where it's going to be going, like that mm. it's, you know, that they're finding their footing. And I think some of it also is just us being me. Let me not collectively us may make it me is some of it me getting used to that style of storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because now I'm I'm introduced to a new culture and the way that they act, the way that their their culture tells stories or behaves or emotes is different from how I have grown up. And that doesn't make it wrong or bad. It just mm. makes it different and makes it an adjustment period for me, you know, which I like because then it broadens my horizons. It lets me in on some things, you know, and gets me gets me excited to see all kinds of different things. Um, yeah. So. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, Friday on Netflix, s- series... The Orbital Children, Feria, The Darkest Light, mm-hmm. uh, All of Us Are Dead, mm-hmm. In From the Cold, mm-hmm. I think In the Woman in the House in the Street, maybe that's a day Across earlier. from the car at the park with the bus inside the... Yeah, with the parrot and yes. the mm-hmm. the fiancé's dog, yes. Yes. Um, so how do you choose <laughs> as a audience... General member public. I guess it's, it comes down to preference and stuff, but there seems to be a lot of really great stuff coming out on Friday that, that Netflix are going, yeah, you go, have all of it. Well, and also Home Team comes oh, out, flip. the one with Kevin James. Yeah. Um, and there's, does it come out? When does it come out? Um, sorry, there's a there's a there's uh, an Amazon series. Oh, the the legend of Vox Machina. Oh crap! Yeah, that as well. And yeah, so that comes out this weekend, coming as well. It is a packed, uh, packed week on Thursday. At least in the U.S., there's also a series called Chosen, mm, which yeah, that's also yeah, uh, yeah. Also, isn't it Sundance? <laughs> yes oh that okay that so we had talked uh i think maybe last week um that i was a moron and i you know so i bought all these tickets for sundance which is great i'm not that's not why i'm a moron um mm. but i chose i there there are movies that have a timed thing timed release on them and i bought five for tuesday which is a mm. work day for me Mm-hmm. Um, and we figured it out and it's about nine hours worth of content, nice. but I, here's the thing. I also got a press screening invite for Jackass forever, uh, <laughs> on, the on same that day? Tuesday. Amazing. And, and now see, they're going to be doing another, another press screening, but it's also a press and public screening, right. uh, the following week, which I could go to in the evening, but that makes me more nervous because it. Um, just of how COVID is in our area, that it's right now we are in a surge. Um, All right. So we're opening up like we don't have to wear masks or anything anymore. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, ours is mm. our, like our hospitals in, in my area in California are becoming overrun uh, wow. with cases and stuff. And so it like I'm, I'm torn. Like I've never seen any of the Jackass movies. I was not a fan of the show, but this new trailer for this movie makes me laugh and it makes me kind of like what you're talking about with the royal treatment it 
it looks like it could put me just in a mindset of this is mindless, stupid fun watching people who are kind of my age do really exactly. terrible it's things exactly to each other. It's exactly that. Uh, Kirsten watched uh, the trailer with me for that, and she was like, "These guys are old now. Like they should yeah. not be doing this anymore." No. And just seeing the pain that they go through. I mean, the one cannon shot. I was like, "Oh, oh. Heck, he actually shot himself out of a cannon. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah, and it's not so much the, the 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 flying out of the cannon; it's the landing wherever you happen oh. to land, even if it's in water. That's it's yeah, not going it's to be still pretty. Hurt <laughs> the things they put themselves, like the bull. That's Johnny oh. Knoxville. He's not young anymore, and like no. he, he, he no, flipped him good. Oh my gosh! Well, and then when they when they're all doing the marching band sequence in the trailer where they they're walking towards the treadmill that's going at a super high rate and you have the instrument you know and it slides them off into the wall but then into each other also and it just did but this is why jackass has always been great because when you're watching it it's kind of funny but when you talk about it afterwards much like monty python it's hilarious because you can remember like the pain together Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that was one of the things that I watched this week. I didn't mention on the best thing, but I, um, I, I rewatched Holy Grail. That's um, so funny. We were watching the best clips of Monty Python this week. Were, were you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, he's a very, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> he's give us a sign. It's the shoe. Or, um, it's a flesh wound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my my youngest son was out there watching it with me, and he it's been a long time since he's seen it. And he was like, "Wait, is this the one that starts with that really long boat right at the beginning?" And I was like, "No, no, no. I think that's that's meaning of life, I believe." And he's like, "Okay, that one was hard to get into." And I'm like, "Sure, that was a that's a whole different one." Bring me a bucket, um, but. Yeah, no, it just so the oh, coconuts. Gosh. I think I laugh as soon as I see them. Oh my god! The huge, yeah. And then the guy on the wall, and like we've come from afar, traveling on our noble steeds or horses, and they. But you're copying two coconuts together, and you're like, okay. So where did you get them? I I found them. Where did you find them? It's not a matter of strength; it's a matter of weight distribution. A swallow, African or European? What? <laughs> it's uh, yeah it, it is so good so good it's so random just it, yeah so anyway um yeah i think that's i mean I, so i'm really torn about going whether or not i'm actually going to go to jackass or not because i could mm. you know i could sit in a press screening which would be in a theater that holds anywhere from 100 to 200 people and there's like 12 of us in there which yeah. is much more safe yeah. um especially as we're having this this covid surge this or surge, yeah I could go to a packed theater with not only press where, I mean, the press area is still cordoned off, but it's. But won't um, you be missing out on your monies then if you don't, if you do do that? Yeah. You do. Uh, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. See, and that's, that's always where I come down to some of these that, you know, it's a, um, I mean, it's a give and take, right? Mm. Uh, but I, but I also have to, I have to weigh my, my general health and then the health of my wife and my kid who live in the same mm-hmm. house with me, yeah. you know, and I still have an actual full-time job where, you know, so if I get, if I get COVID or I get sick because of my, my part-time gig and the thing that I mean, that I love to do, mm. but it affects, you know, the larger portions of my life. It, I would yeah. look at it as an investment, the, the, the stuff that you've already paid for in the long term, 
will give you good reviews down the road, and you don't yeah. have to leave your house, mm-hmm. uh, and you're safer. If for Jackass, yeah, it's it's not a massive film. You will be okay if you miss that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and because I've never seen any of the other movies. I mean, I don't like it's not like something that I'm like, ooh, 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 you know, and I've never actually been even drawn to them. I mean, I know that there's a large audience a that enjoys yeah. that watches them, but it um, but and it could have been just because I saw the trailer, the first trailer when I saw um, the Green Knight, which was a weird pairing for that. They put that trailer before That's the Green Knight. That's a very odd. Yeah, made no sense to put that trailer. <laughs> yeah, but that was the first time I saw it. and It was like. You know what? what? This actually looks really funny, um, stupid, but funny. And maybe that was part of just the, you know what? I'm tired of being cooped up and not, you know, I mean, it, it it's what we need at the time. I think mm. maybe, you know, so anyway, I don't know. But so I may or may not see that, but that, um, yeah, that's also this week. Um, and I think, yeah, we've talked about all the other ones that are on my list as well. So yeah. it is a very busy week, but I have, yeah, I have 16 movies um, on Sundance, um, <laughs> this week as well. So, so even though I have all these series, um, le- that's why I've been watching them ahead as fast as I can, because I've, I've, I know that my brain is going to fall out of my head at some point mm. with, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Um, should we do news? I think so. I got a okay. handful of things. How about you? Okay. Yeah, I got too many things. We'll, we'll okay. see how, how much we get through. There you go. Uh, I'll just start. Stella. Okay. Stella! Um, Stella Me- Meghi reached out to Disney, uh, Disney's live action studio, about developing a live action adaptation of The Princess and the Frog. Nothing came of it. Jennifer Lee then reached out to Meggie about writing the animated sequel series, uh, Tiana. So I've always liked The Princess and the Frog as one of the uniquely different Disney mm. films. It has a very interesting, different uh, feel to it. It's quite dark. I always thought that would be a great Disney live action movie. Like if I was going to change something, it has so much culture and things you could do with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, you Yeah. It would add to the story rather than say, oh, we've already got a great Disney. You know, this mm-hmm. would be a great one to make. And then we have on the other opposite end of the scale, Disney have just literally greenlit the, the Aristocats as a live action. Ooh. And I'm going, are you kidding? So you're not going to do... The Princess and the Frog, which has humans in it as the yeah. main protagonists mm-hmm. um, and, and magic and great ambience. Like the, I just think about like the voodoo magic and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. Be great. The, the color palette alone, it would, oh, I think yeah. it would kick ass. It makes yeah. such a great story. And then you're going to do cats, which are really hard to do to make them not look like CG, no matter how good the technology is. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, the, 99% of this film is non-human. So then we're getting in the realm. It's not really live action. It's just CG pretending to be live action. Uh, well, and you're taking an older, I like I used to love the Aristocats as a kid, hmm. but you're taking a much older property that my guess is, is not nearly as popular, you know? I mean, because, uh, Princess and the Frog, that's an actual princess movie, which they have done a huge marketing, you know, just through the last two decades, you mm-hmm. know, of pushing princess 
merchandise and everything else. And that I yeah. think, and I think even from a culturally relevant standpoint, right? How, that like, would be how is that not crossed your desk and gone? Yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, I think that would be a wonderful opportunity to. Right now, I think if they'd gone yeah greenlit even a year ago and have it coming out this year, I think even amongst COVIDs, it would do bank. It would do yeah. great monies. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm more apt to watch a live action of of characters like that. Yeah. That 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 are. I mean, talking about the, that's a rich type of. Yeah. I mean, just. Yeah. You know, experience versus. A I think bunch of, of like New, New Orleans that, and um, yeah, you know the vibrancy and the culture mm-hmm. there. That is, it's crying out yeah. to be made into yeah. live action. Yeah, you. Hmm. I maybe I wonder if the decision though is because of COVID, because they can do Aristocats with everybody working remotely, designing probably all the, on the a animation. soundstage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you have. It's it's mostly digital anyway versus mm. the other would actually involve actors and locations and stuff. Maybe. I, I think it would be still drastically better than just, Arrested. Yeah, I'm just, not excited at all for even you. Just, no, I won't be watching it. It's just not not something that I will yeah. even no. – I'd rather watch a film I know they'll enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, speaking of like reboot, rehash type of things and following mm-hmm. our – um. All of us are dead. Uh, Korean uh, cinema type of thing. Netflix yeah. announced this week that they are doing the Money Heist reboot for Korea. Yeah, I, I I'm torn. I'm, I really am. the 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 actors that they have chosen are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I don't doubt that they can't do a good job in this, but you are literally rebooting a series that just ended. Yeah. I I feel like they need to take the story, but make it their own if it's going to be good. Yeah, and I because it's too soon to. It is, but see, I didn't get that that sense because even no, they're I keeping the, the character names, yeah. the characters yeah. are this. Yeah, in the trailer they put up like they had a little teaser, and then they did all the names, and they're like, yeah. oh, it's the same." Like, there's like Netflix has a wide audience of people that watch all across the world. So, are they thinking that people haven't seen? The one that isn't English really anyway already. It's already kind of world cinema. But now oh, it, well, it was a, It had a massive audience. I mean, it was yeah. a worldwide phenomenon. So it's not, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still going to watch. I mean. <laughs> I watched on. the first season. And then if it's crap, then I might. Yeah. Then bow bother. out. Then yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. It, and I, yeah. even if it's good. How is it going to be as good as the original? Because really, the thing is about making a remake. It's not even a remake, though, is it? It's a, it's the same story in a different language, a different culture. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's not that, a remake. That, just, that's my understanding. That it's just it's the same. It's not everything. even a requel. It's <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. What is it? It's a it's a new genre. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What would you call that? Let us know. Tweet at us. Dumb. If you had you a. Call it dumb. <laughs> dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tweet at us if you know what, if you have an idea of what would you call 
something because it's not really a reboot necessarily. I mean, maybe it's kind of re- anyway. Anyway, best we watched on Twitter. Get us up mm. there. We'd love to know. Um, <laughs> so keeping it Netflix. Yeah, because uh, we were just talking about Netflix. Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 2 will release late 2022 on Netflix and debut at festivals during the fall. I heard that yesterday. That is, mm. it wasn't originally doing that, right? I mean, it was, I knew he was doing two and three, like he had written both of those, but. I totally would have seen this at the cinema. This is a cinema movie for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'm. Is this I'm, a COVID fear thing then? So they've allowed Netflix to buy it? Or it's Netflix is becoming such a major player like um, like Universal, uh, yeah. Paramount, you know, any of these types of things where they're mm. just stepping up. And um, I think we've talked about this before where it's not real. I mean, Netflix is a studio. You know yeah. what I mean? They just is, release yeah. things differently than what we've traditionally known. And so they invest and buy up. Uh, I mean, movies. to be fair. 288 <laughs> countries worldwide on day release without having to hire out cinemas you pay them a lump sum yep and then they go poof how's yep. that for marketing straight away you can't really ask for better than that yeah i mean my biggest my, yeah. my question is how does how i'm just more curious uh how does the money work you know what i mean because like mm. you have you know like when a film the film is distributed uh, through the theaters. That's how it makes it back. You know what I mean? All yeah. that money uh, from the ticket sales. Um, <clears throat> now, Netflix obviously did not get the movie for free. You know, they invested Netflix however- Netflix apparently charge a lot. To, okay. To, to go on their platform. Yeah, it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, um, well, and you figure, I mean, they output a ton of money, you know? I mean, so yeah. they could have they could have promised- the the you know to buy that film i mean they could have done you know upwards of half a billion dollars for mm. it and i think at one point maybe it i don't know i'd have to look it up to see if it, i'm sure it's available someplace but um you know that that deal whatever it was but that you know so if it's if it's equivalent to what the the film could make within the theaters i mean i i yeah, and you get you get instant access to so many people, and you're you're almost more guaranteed that more people will see it, see exactly. your your product. Then, yeah. I think it's a win win for everybody other than the theaters. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I yeah. still worry for theaters. I'm I'm not sure of their relevance in a world like this. We get another variant and things close down again. It's it is tough. It yep. is. Um, and there's still there's still an experience that I like uh, in theaters, but there is still uh, the thing that is that has been more and more of the annoyance is some of the people. Within yeah. So my experience. The- so my theory is I only enjoy cinemas now rarely when I go to a full press screening because the people there want to be there and are there for the art of the film. The respective, right? The respective. The, yeah. yeah. My general, without being mean, but that my experience, the last 20 films, easy, general public screenings, people making noise on their phones, coming in late, you know, talking, having conversations, shouting, throwing things, you name it, I've seen it. And they just... It's like they're watching it at home in their living room, but, and they don't realize that all of these other people, just like them, just paid a ton of money. 
to come yeah. and sit in this and you don't get the right to ruin that experience. Yeah. Exactly. That. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm all for my projector and home screening. I'll pay a bit extra <laughs> to screen it at home in the comfort of my lazy boy with my family. Uh, that's good enough for me. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, we'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, just uh, following again on Netflix. Uh, um, the CEO announced that there will absolutely, quote, absolutely be a second season of Squid Game. They yeah, are, he talks about a universe. Which. I don't like that. I don't. Not everything needs a universe. No. And I mean, because honestly, I mean, I was good with Squid Game being a one and done. Yeah, so we know he's going to go and do his thing. He's going to try and stop the organization, yeah. and eventually he'll make up with his daughter. Like we, I don't need to know the rest of that story. It might be fun to know, but it's like the Death Star plans. It was done in one line. I didn't need a whole film. As much as I enjoyed <laughs> the film, I didn't need like it, they, they, they did it already. Uh, now, well, now we're going to get a universe. Yeah, and I, I think this goes back to the greed type of thing mm. you know what i mean that it really Netflix, is oh people love squid game yeah well i Let's mean it's the most open it up it's their most popular season or series ever you mm. know and um i don't know where it compares to like worldwide streaming or whatever but for a platform i mean it broke all kinds of records i would and, love to know its comparison to things like uh stranger things and yeah Dark and yeah mm -hmm. yeah it, i I, oh, speaking of, I'll go off on a little tangent here just because I love dark so much. Um, IMDB had posted a uh, like a poll on their website, or and I saw it on I social media. Did yeah. you see that? Oh my gosh, yeah. where it was like, you know, what's the what's the most popular series? And they showed the top five. And Didn't I send no, it to you? You may have also, yeah. Maybe that's where I first <laughs> saw it because my son came in also and was like, "Dad, look at this," because he loves dark um, just as much as I do. But he, um, we were the like the number two i think may have been at like five percent or something mm. like that of responses and and i don't even remember what that was and then dark was at like 92 or 96 yeah it was a massive it, number it, it was <laughs> there was such a discrepancy between number one and number two and then the yeah. rest of them it just made me laugh and it was like yep these people know what's going sad on for the others <laughs> in a world where dark exists don't enter the conversation <laughs> exactly exactly oh funny oh okay uh what's that what, what more news you got yeah so um we talked about this last week a bit about how Mission Impossible seven and eight were filmed back to were going to be filmed back to back, mm -hmm. and then uh, because of whatever they split up, and now Mission Impossible seven has been delayed to September thirty twenty twenty or from September thirty twenty twenty two to July fourteen twenty twenty three. So now we're waiting another year mm -hmm. for the next film, and my whole issue is <coughs> breathing in my hair. Great. <laughs> Um, is that he's not getting younger. He's gonna he, he has been injuring himself mm -hmm. um, on these, these stunts. Uh, it was meant to be filmed back to back. There's Top Gun still meant to be coming out. And who knows what's <laughs> left to be done on, if that ever that, comes. <laughs> that's just a trailer. You know that, it right? Doesn't they, only, exist. Yeah. they only made a trailer. <laughs> it's not an actual movie. Uh, are we ever going to get these mission? Does Tom Cruise still do movies or is he doing trailers? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Yeah, well, good question. Oh, it, it's depressing, isn't it? I mean, it's just mm. that it... <sighs> it is, but, yeah. But there was a whole slate of movies that were pushed back. I mean, even as recent yeah. as Morbius, you know, pushed to April from oh, January. Gosh. So it just... Yeah. it. Uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Indiana Jones 5, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Possible 7, The Marvels, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, all of those were pushed. Hmm. Just. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mission Impossible 8 has been delayed from July 7th, 2023 to June 28, 2024. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> oh, it's depressing. <laughs> but some good news. Yes. Um, I'll try and show you the image. So can you see that? The, uh, yes, I see a lit up building. Yes. So that is a building called the Continental. Oh. It's a hotel in Dubai that has a roller coaster in it on the what? theme of John Wick. Yeah. W- that just launched, yeah, just over. There are so many questions that I have with that statement that you just made. <laughs> a roller coaster. <laughs> Look, uh, if, if I can move it closer, uh, will it focus? So this sign says a John Wick open contract. Oh, jeez, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> Hotel, roller coaster, Dubai. <laughs> John Wick. Bonkers. I'm sold. Yes, yes I want absolutely. It. I want it. I never really wanted to go to Dubai like properly until that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, booking tickets now. That's outstanding. Oh my gosh! Um, did you hear that a Apple TV has announced that they are moving forward with a Godzilla MonsterVerse series? Yes, a live action thing set just after the first film, right from the MonsterVerse. Yeah. I, it, I'm so surprised that it's Apple and not Warner. That, yeah, that's a that's a. What happened to their contract with Legendary? I don't know. Well, and I think maybe it's no. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe just Apple said, you know what, we have more money. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they do have a lot of money. Yeah. Um. But I'm excited. Well, I think it could be really fun if they do it right. Yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun. If they pour money into it and we actually get to see some, because it could be less is more, but for this series, less is not more. You no, need no, no, to see more is the monsters. More. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this that's is, why we that's why yeah. we watch these movies. Exactly. You don't yeah. hide them from us. Bring yeah. them out. I mean I, I I'm thinking Transformers, that that like n- Navy SEAL team that goes along with uh, what's his face. Yeah. You know, with Optimus or yeah, yeah, and they're tracking down. It needs to be that sort of series where they're tracking down the monsters and there's action along the way. The the humans get caught up in it, and they're trying to do something silly. And the story and the plot doesn't really make sense. But monsters. Now we know we're not gonna. It's not gonna be like two hundred million. But you could do maybe baby monsters like baby Godzillas underground, and and you know you could do the the small, like the small things like the the what do you call the black markets and the. Well, and could they, wouldn't it be awesome if, remember in, oh, was it, which Godzilla movie was it where we get the talking lore? talking about the egg at the end. Uh, the, yeah. no, no, the, where it's underwater and we see that, that civilization. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I want With to. The, 
yeah where there's these tunnels under earth and then yeah they go in and they see like there was this hole they all worship godzilla yeah and he was he was that's where he heals from that sort of radiation yes and yeah. those temples yeah so cool yeah. i want that story like yeah, i think this fun. could you could spend the time going there you know what i mean mm. and really exploring some of that lore and then have some maybe flashbacks or something that they discover i don't know yeah. i don't know how you do it but it i, I i'm down for that that would be yeah. great unfortunately it'd probably be like a couple of years before we see it but right. yeah. yeah like stuff that's just green lit in COVID time it just makes me sad yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and talking about things that make me sad uh and going back to netflix and I'm going to put Netflix up and Kanye West in the same sentence. <laughs> so, you know, there's a, a document, a documentary coming out called uh, Jeans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a trilogy about his life from beginning to end. And here is the discussing film released this. Days before Jeansia, a Kanye, a Kanye trilogy premieres at Sundance, Kanye West has said that I must get final edit and approval on this doc before it releases on Netflix. Open the edit room immediately so I can be in charge of my own image. <laughs> this I is almost literally bought, days before. I almost bought tickets to see it on Sundance at Sundance. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 yeah just, just for the, the memes. Yeah, just it, but no, I'm not going to. I, it, it, mm. I mean, um, you can love his music. I know he has millions of fans, and I can't judge, but you know, he literally did a, a, a song called Pooper to Scoopin'. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll leave that to rest there. Yeah. But the, I must, like, <laughs> the audacity is well, and it, it loses documentary at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it does. Becomes, so if, so the an authentic documentary experience is done by somebody that is given license to take the story, step back from it, gather all the footage, tell a story through his eyes, mm-hmm. not at the behest of Kanye West. Then it's just, look at me, I'm awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. Then it's just a biography that yep. we get to watch play out. And that, but, but from- Because he got worried like, suddenly they're going to show something real. Yeah, which- Dude, which in my eyes makes him human and it's better for him more relatable and therefore yeah i see that i do i see that as a positive because we all have our words you know make mistakes uh be horrible and then come you know it's 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 okay that's all and as long as it's not like he's he's hurting somebody it's it's okay for you to make mistakes and yeah. yeah and show a redemption story within your own within your own life you know yeah of, of change, of growth, of, you know, uh, I learned from this and this is how I, I became better. I made these mistakes and so I made these amends because I made these, you know, there's, I think you have a, a real big chance of solidifying and growing a fan base by being authentic in that way versus then making some polished, um, you know, image of you that then everybody can see as fake. And then yeah, that exactly. doesn't. That doesn't really yeah. help anything. Hmm. Exactly. So now it does concern me what other change is going to be because he's done the damage now. Because when I go into watching this, I'm going to be thinking, well, how much is of this is of him? Has he gone to yeah. make me look like this or take this bit out? It loses the authenticity. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Can I can I ask a question? And not about not about Kanye, but um, this is one of the things that's been 
noodling at me, I think, a little bit. Uh, I do was, like... <clears throat> now, carry on. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it was released this week, the the runtime for the Batman. Matt yeah, I was literally just going to talk about that. Yeah, okay. okay. I have so it on the, my phone. <laughs> the internet film community has lost their collective minds about the importance of this movie being two hours and 55 minutes. Yeah. Wh- who the frick cares? If I it's mean, a- Endgame was the same then. Yeah. Well, and I don't understand. My my thing is the okay, so they released- the- lost their minds in a positive way or a negative well, way? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't understand the hype and the, 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 um, the obsessiveness over the announcement of a runtime for the movie. You know what I mean? Like, if this movie is four hours long and they tell me a good and compelling story, that's I'll the news. That yeah. I, I care about the good and compelling story, not how long it is. The only reason yeah. I care how long it is is if it's a poo movie and you make me sit through that long that I just want to carve myself up into little pieces, you know, mm. because I can't take it anymore. I don't, I don't, I'm really, really baffled at why this was such big news within the internet film community. I mean, it should have been a blip on the screen. Hey, it was released. It's two hours and 55 minutes. Awesome. I hope it's a great story to to support that runtime. Moving on. Yeah. I thought it was more interesting that uh, Matt Reeves said, just finished Q seeing the movie on a massive screen at IMAX today. Looked and sounded incredible. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so he's sat down at IMAX and he's matched it up and checked that it's all run. That to me is interesting. That is interesting. That is content. That yeah. is usable stuff that, hey, it works. I watched it. Um, yeah. I feel good about it as a director because I, you know, they, watching your finished product is a hard thing. Oh, because yeah, there's sure. always like, oh, well, I would like to tweak that more or, you you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you want to you you know, change things. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for him to be like, yeah, this is this is good. That, OK, good. That gives me confidence that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already I, I'm already looking forward to seeing the movie. So it's not even. Yeah, anyway, I'm not. I, 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 I wanted know. to pan. <laughs> I, I wanted to be terrible and not make any money. And do you know why? Can why? you guess? Uh, because Rod, Robert Patterson has said he'll do porn if the Batman movie flops. So everybody... He said that, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. If this movie doesn't work out, I'm going to do porn. And now everybody wants to see what a Robinson, a Patterson porn would look like. Oh, good Lord. Maybe he would do a parody, a Batman porn parody. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they already exist. I probably exist, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I just oh, thought that was funny. That is, that's bizarre. Oh, <laughs> Um, I have one more bit of news, which um, I probably should. Because I, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I'm curious. Okay. Um, yep. <clears throat> Paramount Plus is doing a limited series, Fatal Attraction. Have okay. you heard about this? They're, no. they're taking the movie and making it into a li- limited series. Does it need so, to be a limited series? Well, that okay. See, that first question, yes. Does this need to exist? <laughs> um, they have Lizzie Kaplan cast right. as alex which um I, I can't remember who that is she uh she was in uh most recently i think she was in castle rock but she's also in mean girls um she's I'm just um, oh cloverfield as well okay yeah yeah, yeah. so oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah 
I recognize. I, her I like her a lot, cool, cool. Um, she's especially great. as yeah. she's matured. Um, I think she's she's wonderful. Um, right. And Joshua Jackson has joined the cast, um, huh. I believe, as the as the Michael Douglas character. I like and Joshua Jackson. I like him a lot too. Um, so it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. This is where I'm like I'm conflicted because <laughs> it's the. I like the actors. I think the story, what we saw, at least in the movie, is horrifying and it's great and it's very compelling and it's just like, Mm. Um, but does it need to exist? Is there? What are they going to do with a limited series? What are they going to do with a limited series that they didn't tell us in the story? Like, how much can you stretch out the well in story that, of fatal attraction well see and that's i mean that's some of the beauty of film you know what i mean like when you take a big story which you know really long stories they meander sometimes and so the beauty of the editing is that you cut it down to tell the same story but in a slightly more paced way which helps you to just it, it increases anxiety or tension or suspense or mm. just even watchability. You know what I mean? And that's what, what the editors do. I mean, they cut things down, cut things down to a degree so that it it makes things move along better in a storytelling process. Mm. This is happening in the opposite. We're taking a <laughs> a story that felt you know felt good and complete and now we're going to expand it yeah i don't think this needs to exist to be honest yeah i don't know i'm I'm very i'm glad for joshua jackson getting work i've always loved him i thought he needed to have a bigger role in whatever loved him in dawson's creek but for me a fringe fringe just just (laughs) fun i love that series so much we should talk about that series sometime we should totally talk about fringe i've seen it like two or three times through love it it's well, and I love, I love X Files influence and the ability. Oh, what yeah, what X Files sure. did to make Fringe be able to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even yeah, yeah. before that, Twins, Twin Peaks, almost True. laying some of that Very foundation much. for massive for for X Files uh, to be able to exist and just yeah. Peter Bishop. <laughs> yes. Well, and and Walter Nitt. Uh, <laughs> Walter yeah. Just John Noble He's is an brilliant. Incredible. Incredible acting, yeah, so good. With it, and it blew me away when I first saw. Um, when I was watching uh, Two Towers, you mm. know, and and it's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> just yeah. what when he's eating the food and the tomato. And... Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! And that song and just oh, uh, so good, so good, so good. Terrific. We've really gone off on a tangent now. I know. Well, that's, it's, it's been a while since we've been off on a good tangent. So this was yeah, yeah, yeah. this it's was fine. Good. It's fine. <laughs> so, but that's all the news I have. Okay, I got some more. This is. Can I just say there there are times when Hollywood and America just. Uh, I just <clears throat> hang my head in shame and. I also want to know how. See, here we go. Billy Ray will direct this movie. Adam McKay will produce it. Any guesses as to what movie I'm talking about? It, no. Is it an Adam Sandler movie? No. That at least I, would be interesting to me. Uh, a feature film about the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol is in the works. With... Adam McKay doing is it going to be a satire of it? I don't. It, it's too it's authentic because it's from Deadline. So, well, and and as an American, that's too soon. 
um, mm-hmm. that it was um, it was horrifying uh, and disgusting and and talk about a film that's mm-hmm. going to split because there were you know fifty seven million people that agreed with yeah, it's just th- that person yeah it's just it's not I that is a money grab as far as I'm concerned. Right. That yep. it's capitalizing on on a current event that is, that is polarizing and doesn't help any type of conversation. Nope. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, when is that so, supposed to come out? Do you know? There's a just uh, it's just, just, just been announced. Yeah. Okay. It's literally, uh, we are making a movie about this. So it okay. could be two years, but even then, I think it's um, it's too soon. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Completely yeah. agree. A little bit more good news. Um, good. Heat. You remember the film Heat? Uh, yeah. That is yeah, a I, spectacular movie. Don't worry. Not being remade. Oh, thank you. So you breathe a sigh of relief. Oh, However, okay. Michael Mann has written the first ever Michael Mann novel written with Meg Guardian is out in August and is called Before and After. He has written a prequel and sequel to Heat. So the story before and the story after. I will read I'm, this. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I, 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 wow. That's fantastic. What a way to go. Yeah. What a, what a thing to do. I love it's it's kind of it's different, isn't it? You've gone yeah. from film story to writing a prequel and to making the sequel as well. And even then we could potentially have Michael Mann turn those into live action films. But then you've already got the template and you know it'll yeah. be good because it's Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. So it's an excellent way of getting funding and saying, look, done this, got the script already, basically. Just got to turn it into a screenplay and it's mine with this writer. Yeah. It's a, yeah, of any, of how to carry it on. Brilliant. I, I, I'm more interested from a, a movie standpoint, I'm more interested in the prequel than the sequel. Mm. Um, just because yeah, of how it ends, you know what I mean? It would be, it's harder to follow characters who, um, several of them are dead. So it's, yeah. um, you know, the prequel though, about the crew before and how they, you know, just how they got involved or some of the, any of that stuff that I totally would want to pay attention to and to read. That would be great. Yeah. Has it, did that list any type of, uh, release date or uh, like August expected? Like it's this year August, oh, yeah. this year Ooh, yeah. outstanding yeah. that's really soon whew. yeah very cool so it's basically done i guess and they're just doing the marketing nice um so that is all my news but i do have a question for you okay what is an nft <laughs> non-fungible token what's a fungible token <laughs> yeah okay so here's the thing my my wife was looking at something and she was a couple of weeks ago and she goes what the heck is an nft and i'm mm. like well okay so say i create a thumbnail for my video review mm-hmm. and i sell it to you i sell you the original the jpeg yeah. the original yeah. for some predetermined set amount of money right um, you own the original. You have you you have it. I give you a certificate of authenticity. Cool. But if it's been on um, if it's been on YouTube, well, people can see it there. People can mm-hmm. grab. Um, they 
there can be multiple screenshots of it. There can be mm-hmm. multiple iterations of it that people have resaved or whatever and distributed. So you own an original of something that's not actually even like an original. Um, and because it's not like a print from art, you know, like I have, I have an original canvas uh, from one of my favorite artists. Yeah. And I also then, he has this painting, which um, was one of his, one of his really popular ones. He had sold, no, he didn't sell the original. He wasn't going to sell the original, but he sold prints of those. And I have a print of that. So it's, it's very clearly a print, you know what I mean? And my original is very clearly an original because it is acrylic on canvas. You can feel it. You can touch it. When it becomes a digital property, what the crap? Why are people spending so much money on a JPEG that- But the blockchain- Explain to me the blockchain. (laughs) (laughs) So the blockchain is meant to be where you house the original on a server that people can't copy so that the original is yours. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to check. Yeah, here we go. Uh, A blockchain game is a video game that includes elements that use crypto, crypto, cryptography-based blockchain technologies. Blockchain elements in this games are most often based on... No, that's not helping me at all. Uh, I was trying to explain it. Okay. A blockchain platform allows users and developers to create novel uses of an existing blockchain infrastructure. One example is Ethereum, which has a native cryptocurrency known as either ETH but the Ethereum blockchain also allows the creation of smart contracts, and this is not helping at all. You don't get to use the word in your de- of your that you're defining in the definition. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a blockchain uses a blockchain. Oh, good. Okay, so Great, that thanks. is completely clear. It's, it's, and non fungible tokens. NFTs. I don't. Okay, the be, my better my I have a couple of questions. My my biggest question: Why are you asking me this? <laughs> because so many people are investing in them. People that I thought were smart, and I have immediate warning bells going off with this. As this is like a lot of cryptocurrencies, which are just not actually real money, and it doesn't take much for that cryptocurrency for your money to be gone, and it means nothing. Yeah. Uh, and even cryptocurrency is a bit right. Uh, I, I would rather invest in the little bit of money I have in IBM or Netflix, right? If you're going to throw your money away, you might as well throw your money away and try and get a little bit back. Cryptocurrency, you put it in a digital realm, it's still your money, but in that version, like Dogecoin, you're hoping that it's going to be invested in something. But once it's Dogecoin, you don't. Like, how do you spend it unless someone accepts Doge? Ah, cryptocurrency is weird. You can't cash it out, though. I mean, so at least, yeah, you can, you can, you can cash it out. I think depending on um, the platform, maybe that you use to buy it or something like that. Mm. You know that if you have it, because it, it otherwise, yeah, if you, well, and you know what, my wife and I. Years and years ago for something, and I we can't remember what, and we don't even have the email anymore. We mm. were given like 10, um, what's the, what's the original or the Bitcoin? We were given Bitcoin. like 10 Bitcoin, like right. years and years and years ago when it wasn't worth anything. 
Oh, that's great. Um, and, surely and, that would be worth something. Oh, it's like, what is it? $6,000 a share yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Something that, I mean, I, you know, that I could use $60,000 just right there. Yeah. Um, we can't find it though, because we didn't see any value in it. And so we didn't even, I'm sure we deleted the email or whatever, you know. No, find it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's digital. What I think, you know, if I've deleted the email, there's, but you if know, and I can't remember. But belongs to you, surely it's yours. Well, yeah, but how do I, how do I even reference where it came from? Like, I can't, we can't remember who sent Ask it to us and for to what re- it was. Oh, you can't remember. Yeah, no, we can't remember anything. We just remember that we were given something as part of something. You know, we were given some, you know, and it may not have been 10. It could have been five Bitcoin or something like that. And at that point, it was probably $5 a coin or something like that. You know, I mean, it was ridiculously low. And so we were like, well, this this is stupid. Um, This isn't going anywhere. And it's not real money. So thanks, whatever, you know, and now kicking ourselves to be like dang it but yeah so i do think you can you can cash it out within mm. certain something um I, or do you remember well you, I, papa john's which is a pizza company here in the u.s oh, you have them here in the uk as well oh do you okay at one point they were taking bitcoin really like you could buy pizza with bitcoin wow so so that i mean Okay. That, so that a bunch of years had, ago also. It it had value. Yeah. It had it, well kind of. I mean <laughs> between some people, yeah. So I don't know. The, but there you go. Right. Yeah. But I I still don't understand the NFTs. Um the, okay, so truly getting back to NFTs. So there's a, a voice actor who is one of the best in the world. His name's Troy Baker. He's been in uh, pretty much like your triple A games. Is you, you just look him up, you'll find him in uh, the Last of Us, all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here uh, in one of his tweets recently, I'm partnering with Voice Verse NFT to explore ways where together we might bring new tools to new creators to make new things and allow everyone a chance to own and invest in the IPs they create. We all have a story to tell. You can hate or you can create. What'll it be? And and under that tweet is a, an image of Troy Baker uh, in an animated form, that's obviously his own NFT. I'm guessing that he bought or that they created for him. And then the first response to that is step one, read all your replies and quotes, tweets, realize this, realize this is not the time for NFTs in the gaming space. Review any contracts you've signed to see how to get out of them. Withdraw from any said contracts. Step five, apologize, uh, apology posts stating said withdrawal. Um, so people have really strong opinions about NFTs. Like apparently it's not good for the digital front at all and has a huge risk for people. Well, and I think because it's still seen as something that is, I mean, it it's fake. You know, I mean, I, we can argue that it's not, you know, mm. and, and there's certain, I guess, but if I create something, like say, go back to my, my thumbnail image, okay? I created a thumbnail. I give you that. I give you the original, but technically I have the original. There's no way for me to actually give you the original within mm. a digital space. Yeah. Because because it's always going to be a copy. You know? Yeah. If I, if I transfer it through something, it's not no, right. physical. Yeah, it's just copying those. 
that zeros and ones yeah yeah exactly because i the original is always on my computer or where it originated from so the problem number one i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. but then but then you have to i we agree i guess maybe that's within a contract that i delete what i have so that i can never reuse it or something Mm -hmm. i don't I don't understand it, and I don't. And I mean, nothing's hey, ever really deleted. No, well, that is correct, also, and mm. so, which I don't. I mean, I guess. Hey, you know what? If you're willing to buy buy my thumbnail, I'll sell them for five bucks each. You know mm. what I mean? I they're, they're taking up space on my hard drive. That's all they're doing. You want them? They're yours. <laughs> you know, five bucks. If you each want to, a if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm still not sure what an NFT is. Uh, Troy Baker and uh, Alana Pierce, who are um, fairly well known in the gaming industry, they have a podcast called Watch, Play, Listen, where they take a, I think there's a composer, Austin Wintry, Alan Pierce, Troy Baker, and Mike Bithell. They're all like pretty high up there, you mm-hmm. know, from composing to creating games. And they, they talk about it straight and they, they grill Troy Baker, poor guy, because uh, he had no idea like what he had oh. stepped into. Mm. Um, and then they just open up the floor because I think it's something that we kind of do need to talk about. Yeah, you know, as a digital friend, where yeah. our entertainment industry—if you start taking things like posters of people that are created and that's original—you start framing them up, and that—that that is my ownership of that. But if I right-hand click on any image in Google or screenshot, you know, I've got it. Yeah. There's no real ownership of that. And then when people start abusing it, like we have all these companies now saying, "Own this," you know, out of this, and you know, it becomes a really weird space. Yeah, so you can go check them out. Not that they need coverage, but if that's something you need to figure out in your head, it, it helped. <laughs> I still, I still don't understand, but it helped. <laughs> well, you know, and if you have, if you're listening to this and you have purchased an NFT or you've created and sold an NFT, and you can maybe better explain it, reach out to us. Um, Absolutely, yeah, we'd that love would to have be that discussion. Yeah. yeah, maybe we could even have you on to to mm. discuss about that. That could be. A lot of fun. We'll we'll have to vet that. I don't put that out lightly. I mean, we. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, it would. I, I would definitely at least be able to, or I would like to have some more information. Because um, mm. again, you know what I mean. Uh, Bitcoin. I thought at the beginning that this is a this is a stupid investment that people it's a fad. Yeah. that yeah that if you're giving your money to that you're just throwing it away. I mean, you're better off gambling or something like that. And now I still think that, but I, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just from the, the, the value, the perceived value that it has, just like any stock, you know, yeah. like I, I can't buy one stock of Apple um, because it's right. just crazy expensive, which I can't buy one Bitcoin because it's crazy expensive. So, right. you know, I mean, when you look at it like that, it's kind of the same thing. And there is there is some perceived value with that. And I wish I mm. had one. Mine. That would be. <laughs> wish you had your six. Yeah. That would be wonderful. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I right. wanted to say a thank you to everyone that listens uh, specifically on the podcast uh, section, yes. the, the extra bit. We have crossed our first thousand uh, audio listens. Well, more than now, but it might not sound great. But for me, it's a great milestone. Oh, yeah. A stepping stone for something that's, you know, we've we've started out of just the enjoyment of entertainment and uh, chatting to each other about films and entertainment, yes. uh, which is great. And if you find some enjoyment out of that, do let us know. We love chatting to you. 
you know, at Best We Watch on Twitter or either of our YouTube channels um, or even on Spotify because what I've done recently now when I'm uploading um, our audio versions for this, there's a question comment section, which I didn't know existed until recently on oh, Spotify. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I put a question last time. Um, so you can go check it out and you can answer stuff there. So yeah, you can reach us at many, many places. Nice. Well, that is, yeah. that's a great little bit of insight there. Thanks, Ruben. That's yeah, pretty cool. That is really cool. I'm going to go mm. check it out because that I'm not going to ask ourselves a question because that seems a little bit self-serving. <laughs> we but. can have a conversation there just between <laughs> us. <laughs> That'd be weird. It would be weird. But I, I, that's very cool. Yeah, well, that's outstanding. Okay. Yeah, yes, thank you. I, I reiterate what Ruben said. I mean, the it may seem like it's not a big deal, but it's a huge deal for us. I mean, I think yeah. it's really cool, and we like to celebrate any any milestones, and that's a that's a big one for us. I mean, yeah. So, thank you so much for for giving us your time and attention. That's wonderful. Um, all right. Well, I think that's that's everything. Do we cover everything? I think so. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Well, we we appreciate again you tuning in, giving us all your ears, and. Um, your you ears and your, 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 your ears. You and your I'm necklace saying, ears. I know. Yeah. It just, you it, need to watch that film again. I know. I do. Get apparently, it out of your that's <laughs> either that or Get it's going to make Dolph Lundgren you, out of your system. <laughs> it's going to make me make one a collection oh, even no. bigger. I don't know. Uh, oh goodness! All right. Well, for that visual, uh, disturbing visual, I am sorry. But you know, you can always um, chat at us at best. We watched on Twitter. Um, now in the comments on Spotify, which is outstanding. And then on our respective YouTube channels as well. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. I'm Chris with Movies and Munchies. And uh, looking forward to talking with you all next week. We'll see you.